existing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Annalisa. And I'm Reese. And this is To Ellen Back Generation Q Edition. Wow, we all uh-huh. sound like we're at a <laughs> we sound like we're at a funeral. In a way we are. But isn't it nice that we all just nailed our intro to our show that we've done a hundred times and yes. yet mess up every time? Yeah. Well, it's easier now because we're in person again. That's true. That is true. Yeah, last, I'm sorry for last week when <laughs> I think, I, I want to say that something went wrong with my recorder, but I think I maybe just didn't hit record in the beginning. Ooh, this is Drew's like- It was like a, between Christmas and New Year's. I, I'm very sorry. Drew's going to have to post a notes app of all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the holidays are done. I think that's part of it. It's really rainy here. Mm-hmm. It's raining The holidays right now. are over. I mm-hmm. had to go back to work this week. Mm-hmm. You know? Hopefully they can edit out the, Lauren can edit out the rain. I like know, they did wondering. for the Fletcher episode that apparently filmed in the rain. Oh, did it really? Yeah. That's brave of them. Yeah. Well, they probably had a really small budget and they're like, we're filming today or else we're never filming again. Yeah. You know, we, we got to only get, have Fletcher for one day. You no, know, we only have Fletcher for one day. So or I actually think it was two days that oh, she sure. worked. I'm not sure. Carol, stop licking yourself. <laughs> Carol. Carol just looked up so like oh, she was me? she was caught. I mean, sorry, I know that's what dogs do, and that's her right as a dog. Sure. <laughs> we will not cancel you for shaming dogs for their dogness. Um, well, this is an episode of the television of yeah. the L word. It's yeah. uh it's episode 308. Uh-huh. It is called Quality Family Time. It's directed by M. Weinstein, who really has directed most of the season and written by Ali Romano, who has written on Gen Q since the beginning and wrote on the Upshaws. Um, I think we can start by saying that this was none of our favorite episodes of the show. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But I have I have a theory to keep us all a little bit a little bit lighter. <laughs> okay. Which is that we spend a lot of time thinking about this television show. I've heard yes. this theory. And <laughs> I, I was like, where could this possibly but, be okay, going? So and the, I remember. So this theory, I has, this theory has extra support, which is that. So I've been watching The Best Man the Final Chapters. <laughs> and it weirdly enough is very similar to the third season of The Elder Generation huh. Q. Because the first two episodes feel like a separate mini season. Okay. There's an ayahuasca thing. Wow. Big year for ayahuasca. There's one non-binary character. Big, big okay. ayahuasca is like... And because every reboot needs a non-binary character. Right. And well, I don't ever know if we can like talk about the ends of it, but basically the third to last episode of both the third season of Gen Q, this episode we're about to talk about, and the third to last episode of The Best Man of the Final Chapters both end with a character having a heart attack. Whoa. Wow. And I was like, it's very weird. But, but they also are both not very like... Good? Yeah, not very well written, <laughs> not very whatever. And... And like, I'm having a great time watching that show because right. I don't have to take notes on it. Don't don't have to do anything for it. Yeah. I'm on my phone. I'm doing other things. I'm getting some work done. Gen Q, I'm like taking detailed notes and it results in it being a pretty miserable experience <laughs> when an episode is like this. But if you're watching it with friends, chatting yeah. on your phone, doing work, maybe you're having a great time. And I love that for you. Right. Elise yeah. was excited to catch up on the outward Gen Q. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's like, yeah. 
she did catch she caught up after watching the musical episode. Huh. And she was like, I mean, she's she's just playing solitaire on her phone. It's on in the background. <laughs> right. She's having a great time. I mean, I think about that a lot because I think about watching the original series and how when I was watching season two for the first time until I did not think one critical thought about it. And then right. when I was rewatching it with Carly for the podcast, I was like, this is, you know, <laughs> like I just accepted the whole Mark and Gomi's storyline with the cameras as <laughs> uh, as part of the program sure. and I was there for whatever it had to give me you know yeah. but I also think about this when watching Elite which I've brought up before uh-huh. that I'm like wow this is such a disaster but it's I don't care right yeah you know I think um yeah I personally spend so much time thinking about this series that yeah. I think I'm get really frustrated you know and but I but I really want to be as funny Sure. I want to be hilarious. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, um, I don't know if I can not complain, but no, I no, can no. try to complain in, in a, in fun a humorous way. way yeah. Maybe. What a fun challenge. Or this might be a complaint cast. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Welcome to And Another Thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we start with... <laughs> Carrie asking Finley if she's sexting Sophie, and Finley says, What? No, and no one says sexting. No one? No, no one. That's not true. Is, where, I, that's the first thing. I, I've never what received that memo. In, what do people say instead? I don't know. Just text it? You just don't talk about it? That can't be right. People don't sext anymore, maybe. Oh, that can't be true. That can't be true either. <laughs> I think people, I mean, if you know the new word that people are saying, we want to stay like We want to say it. Yeah, Yeah. we want to say it. However, I was thrilled to discover that Finley and Sophie were indeed sexting. Yeah. Even though I know it's unhealthy, I was like, yes. Can I I say something that reveals maybe something about me? Based on last episode, I thought Finley was texting her mom and like things were going well with her mom. Oh. And so the episode starts, Finley's like smiling and texting Uh someone. And Carrie's like, it's Sophie. And in my head, I'm like, no, she's like getting along with her mom. That's not where this was going. But that's immediately what I thought. Just like in a big way, that's not where this is going. (laughs) It's truly not. I just like, I liked it because I feel like breakups are rarely as clean as they are on the show, you know, especially when you're in the same social web you yeah, know right. it's not everyone they don't like break up with Gigi and then Gigi just disappears course, and we have no idea why or why she's still listed on IMDb as being in every episode it's so confusing anyway yeah. but and then Finley like does a little teasing back about Carrie being in love with Misty and then Carrie reveals that she and Misty have not had sex yet and Carrie also says that she's demisexual um, which does mean she loved Tina. <laughs> so, let's, so let's just sit with that for a little bit. Yeah, let's all think about that. I will say that uh, their relationship has lasted, according to my timeline, five days. So it's not <laughs> out of the realm, you know. Sure. Demisexual right. or not, I'm not sure. Sure, sure, right. sure. That it really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, but. I mean, Carrie and Tina were engaged to be wed. I would hope that they... <laughs> I was just making it, it a little funny, you know. <laughs> um, more... Critically to me, they're going to do a turkey trot, which yeah. is just... Gretchen does one every Thanksgiving. Five days into a relationship, <laughs> you would be hard-pressed to catch me doing a turkey. Any sort of yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't physical activity. Trot. Yeah. But on Thanksgiving of all... Mm, of all days. Like on a holiday that I have off work, simply yeah. no. Yeah, this is... this is We should say this is, a, this is a Thanksgiving episode. Right, the holidays are over. Which I was like... Us. Which I was like, that Lord's never had an indigenous character, have they? <laughs> if they have remind me but I was like and we're just gonna and then later in the episode they address it with a brief land acknowledgement and go on their merry way talking about how great Thanksgiving is 
but it is a Thanksgiving episode. So Carrie and Misty go on their trot and then Finley spots Tess in the back room, which is where 75% of this episode takes place mm-hmm. yep. and goes back and they talk briefly about Tess's mom, mm-hmm. um, her being upset, whatever. And then Finley comes out and her mom shows up. Yeah. Just like Sherry Jaffe. <laughs> yeah. And just like depression, mm-hmm. just walks in the door. Something else about that is Tess's mom's ashes are in, in Dana's. Are in Dana's. Yeah. I'm going to steal them. Um, <laughs> I make a soup. <laughs> and Finley brags about not knowing anything about politics. Just, Can I just <laughs> say one thing that is a complaint but is a dumb one? Yeah. I hated the shirts that Finley and Dre were wearing in this episode. Oh, really? I liked oh. Finley's shirt. I really, maybe I didn't hate it. I just was surprised that Finley would wear that. Huh. I have to go back. I don't remember what the shirt I don't know. Was. It just looks so really? business there was casual so to me. so many close-ups of the shirt. I, I <laughs> yeah, feel like, I feel like never, the shirt was really yeah. on display. <laughs> I felt like the shirt was a character. Season one, I was all about the high-waisted pants. And since then, I've really just like not been paying as much attention to the fashion. Like I know mm-hmm. that this is a fancy event because Dana's is hosting Thanksgiving dinner. So yes. they've got like, they have a turkey cooking. There's this a whole... This is abstract. This I, is all... Sure. <laughs> who, who knows? But they're having a Thanksgiving dinner of some <laughs> sort. <laughs> so I know that it's like a dress-up event and that's why Finley's wearing this shirt, but I just was like, this looks like she's working at the Alice show as like an executive. I don't know. It just felt weird. Anyway. Huh. We then go to the one part of the episode that had some enjoyable things, which is Dre is in bed with Danny and they're talking about being excited for Thanksgiving. Danny's like, is your ex going to be there? But it does it in a way that feels fairly light and like a little bit, yeah and they're like making out i don't know i like these two together i do miss Gigi, but i like i i might like these two more than danny and Gigi. i miss Gigi. sure i was never fully i've said this but i was never like i was very sold on those two characters and i liked watching them together but i wasn't like oh my god these are soulmates oh i loved them together but i mean these guys are cute together too yeah but then um dre's flight was canceled an experience which is relatable to many people Mm -hmm. 2,300 Southwest flights were canceled. So that's a lot of people who can relate to this. So this is a really relatable episode. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. There are people to have things they can connect with. Um, More critically, the email or text that Dre gets interrupts them kissing. Yes. Right. Yeah. No one gets to make out on this show. I think no. we have to, it's, this is as soon it's as they, fucking as, Blue's Clues now. As soon as their lips started touching, I was like, okay, what's going to stop it? <laughs> what is it? What's coming? Yeah. An <sighs> anvil? No, it was phone call or a flight alert. And then we're with Shane and Angie who are going to be helping out a food bank. They're on the phone with Alice who is with her mom, which makes me go, which made me go, oh, Alice isn't going to be in this episode. Yep. So now. So then now they're even. This must have been in their contracts for this season. Right. Now I'm like, this was something that they all kind of wanted or did not want but like yeah. everyone had to have the same terms right right because they're mm. all the same level in yeah. this cast right and they all got an episode off i was devastated because i think as i said before like in the pictures for 308 there were no pictures of alice uh-huh. and usually what that means is that they're involved in a spoiler storyline like right. one that if there are any pictures of it we would be you mm-hmm. know like when Dana came back. Oh, yeah, like so when Dana came back. Was so I thought was Tasha gonna... was coming back. And instead, Alice Oof. is on the voicemail saying wherever she was. I didn't even listen because I was annoyed. <laughs> and um, 
but also, I mean, I like Alice. So I want her to be in the episode. Yeah. I want Shane to be in the last episode. But. I miss I miss Gen Q Alice far more than I miss Gen Q Shane. I mean, I didn't even notice until we were recording the podcast. Yeah, that right. Shane wasn't there. Whereas this, I was like, Alice is missing. Where is Alice? Yeah. yeah. And then they spot um, Hendrix, yes. whatever the fuck, <laughs> and, and, and Angie's. But the funny part is that Angie's like, got someone I used to date. And Shane's like, which one? Because it's yes. like, yeah. and that, so that was cool, I guess. Yeah, oh. I really, I did enjoy, <laughs> I did enjoy like, Shane, Angie time together. Yeah. This. Yes. That's really fun. We go back to Dana's. Tess is, oh God. So they're, so they're in the back room because <laughs> Finley's mom has arrived. And yeah. so Finley is like, kind of freaking out. And Tess is like, I'll ask her to leave. But, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I kind of think maybe you should take this opportunity because we don't know how much time we have with our loved ones, which I swear to God, if no one ever says that on TV one more time, <laughs> like it's such a generic, like it's such a fucking like, pla- like annoying platitude, you know, arguably also, we don't know how much time we have left. So maybe you shouldn't spend it with people who hate you. Right. That's a really good point. <laughs> right. Finley says that she needs a minute and goes outside and I thought that she was going to just bolt. Like I was just really ready for her to just be like gone but for the someone's bike again and just yeah. get on the road. I will say that I wish we had more specifics about Finley's mom and Finley's family. Yeah, I have no more answers from when Finley's mom arrived in the episode to the end of the episode where I'm like, oh, I understand this. Yeah. I think there, that there's some things I understand a little bit more, honestly. But I think like the basics of what happened are are basically yeah. remain like, like that Finley was kicked out for being gay. But we also know that Finley like went back for a summer that one time. So I don't understand also, like how did that work out? And also Finley later says she likes her dad more than her mom. So maybe they talk like, right. I don't and know. And also her mom says that's not what happened, which maybe it is what happened. But I just oh, mean yeah, like... Oh yeah, I thought it was what happened. But I just mean like, and things are complicated. It's just interesting to live in that complication instead of kind of avoiding it. Yeah, that's a good note for the whole episode, I think. <laughs> also in this back room, Tess <laughs> pours alcohol into a coffee mug in a yep. subplot that I really just don't want to talk about at all. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really even actually become anything. It's just right. like running through the whole episode. Like every time you see her with it in hand, you're like, well, that's bleak. Yeah. And and honestly, I think the whole episode could have happened exactly as it did without her drinking. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, really, again? Yeah. Again? Right. Why? Why the relapse storyline? Also, it's stupid. She's walking around with that mug. She's drinking out of it. People can smell things. Yeah. Right. Especially Finley in an unventilated back room. <laughs> like, she wouldn't be fooling anybody. Yeah. Yep. It sucks. And it's just boring. And I don't care yeah. for it. It's not interesting storytelling no. on top of being just like, right. Cruel kind yeah, of like, like, like it's cruel. This. And what did they even do with it? Right. She, I mean, is that why she dropped the turkey? Is that it? Because I can drop, I dropped three entrees <laughs> on one girl at the Olive Garden and I was stone cold. <laughs> you know? Um, instead of bolting, Finley calls Sophie. Um, and Sophie's with her whole family for Thanksgiving. And does something that is absolutely bonkers, <laughs> which is say, basically, our Thanksgiving dinner is canceled. We're all going to Dana's to spend it with Finley. And then Micah does something, which is bonkers, <laughs> which is pops three weed gummies in his mouth, which show, but is also like, how much should I take? So it's like, are you not experienced? Like, it's not that, that, I mean, I don't know how, what the dosages of those, it's not like it, three is so crazy, but like, if he's having to ask and they're probably like at least five, if not 10, like he, wh- who does that? <laughs> who goes, oh, how many should I take? Bump, bump, bump. Like, <laughs> the yeah. the crazy thing is 
he says, how many should I take? And Sophie said, I don't know. Start with one. And he immediately puts three in his Which mouth. Which is also like, not Micah's character at all. Like, no. if, if, like, Finley did that, then I'd be like, sure. Right. But, like, it's like... Uh, Even there's... Micah saying, I need to take the edge off. I was like, who, who are, are you? you? Where did that come what from? What is going yeah. on? Like, to, to what? To go talk to Finley? Also, what's interesting is that I feel like Sophie and Finley in this episode finally showed like the connection that they have that's been missing now that mm-hmm. they're broken up for some reason now they're actually being written normally again right like the way that they care about each other and the way that like sophie which is funny i mean they broke up and now sophie's literally like moving her entire family yeah. dinner this is the first time i've ever actually seen the thing that was addressed in the musical episode which is that right. sophie's life gets consumed with finley yeah this is the first time i'm really seeing it yeah but it's like now that finley's her friend it's okay or right. whatever that's which crazy. is to which i would argue well, maybe it's just that you guys can't be just friends. Right. And you should get back together so I that mean, I have something. The, well, <laughs> you, you and Finley's mom and grandma are, or, and Sophie's mom and grandma. Oh, right. They, are, they're betting money that, that they're going to get back together. Oh, and then also Maribel. Maribel's going to propose. Her grandma loses the ring in the mashed potatoes somehow. And then Sophie is <laughs> like, we need to leave. But then it's like, if why wouldn't Sophie know that Mari was going to propose at Thanksgiving? She doesn't. I know she doesn't, but why wouldn't she know that? They're like oh. close sisters. Right. Why would she not give a heads up? So it makes no sense. It makes no sense. If they think that the ring is in the mashed potatoes, why bring the mashed potatoes? Why wouldn't you leave the mashed potatoes yes, also at the house? that. Be- it doesn't make sense. <laughs> the craziest thing to me is that this ring disappears like sleight of hand style. It yes. is like she hands it to her grandma. Uh-huh. Then she looks up at her grandma and says, where is the ring? And her grandma's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. Huh? Like, when, where did it go? <laughs> like when the actress got this script, do you think they sat and like stared at each other and they're like, how? So what did... How are we... How are we going to pull this off? If this How script did we lose gives this? several actors existential crises <laughs> involved in the show, then I don't know what to say. And it's so funny for it to be over these like really small things, but uh-huh. I was just sitting there staring at my screen like the ring. They think the ring fell, but it didn't make a noise. So then where did it? Like, right. It ends up on the, t- just on, the, on table, the table under yeah. stuff, which so, means that somebody put it down. It you would sense. remember that. Yeah. It makes yeah. No and if it, yeah, it had fallen on, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Um, we then, I'm, there's something else in this next scene that, which it's, Dre's on the phone with the airline and trying to like figure out how to get home for the holidays. And earlier they had mentioned that their mom like makes stuffing with saltines and Danny's like, problem solved. Goes in the cupboard, (laughs) takes out a box of saltines, to which I ask. Yes, this the stuffing's supposed to be incredible, but is the issue for Dre really the stuffing or is it seeing right. their family? Right. Yeah, also they still have to go to the store if they're going to be making a whole Thanksgiving dinner. Right. I mean, they don't. They just make stuffing, but still do they have all the other things to make stuffing? I it I it was like I, I just was like uh, I don't know. Right. Also, Danny said she was going to do her Peloton and it, obviously that's not going to fit into her schedule and that's upsetting. <laughs> I don't know. I know that travel this holiday season was a nightmare for many people. Not me, though. Not to brag. Um, but they don't try very... Like, no. it is wild right. that they're like, well, there's this flight. Oh, just kidding. It's sold out or canceled yeah. or whatever. And then they're like, well, I guess was, that's it. Yeah, like, I was ready for Danny to like use her Delta Reserve Platinum Express yes. card and call and get Dre on but a flight. I thought Danny was going to go home with Dre. Oh. And that would have been fun, too. Budget. It's not in the budget. Sure, but <laughs> it's not in the budget. I, at, at the very least... Instead of it starting with Dre trying to figure out the airline stuff, it could have started with Dre hanging up the phone and going, I can't get a flight. (laughs) 
and then, and then I wouldn't like, have all these questions. No, yeah. just, or my flight's been delayed for two days, so it's not worth it to go anymore. Right, like they're flying presumably on the holiday or the day before. Yeah. So it's like it is it's the, the holiday. holiday. So it's like which it's not <laughs> worth it anymore to try now that yeah. this, right. like there's just no way. So it's an easy fix. It's like why am I quibbling over this? It's so easy. It's just so small. <laughs> there's so much more room in the scene than for things that are actually interesting. If we don't mm-hmm. have the whole conversation about well, the eye of the storms in Chicago and like, <laughs> like, like it's like if the we, eye if, of the storm. Like I just it's like it could have been so much. It's just it, it's so wild how like fundamental deep things are bad and then also like it's it's like why are you doing a relapse storyline but we can't really even have time to like really talk about that because there's all these small stupid things that could just so easily have been changed because uh-huh. there's a huge storm the eye of which the is in the chicago <gasps> the eye of the storm um, the next scene all i wrote is finley and her mom fighting i don't have anything yeah, else she, finley's mom allegedly made a reservation at dana's for one for this thanksgiving dinner for this thanksgiving dinner and is like generally bitching about the situation she's like there's not a menu i don't get it and finley's like well you should have gotten an email it's like very yeah and her mom was like well you would know i was coming if you'd answered my phone calls which sure um i do feel like one of the good i i do feel like we started to see the dynamic between finley and her mom and why it's and why her mom like her mom is a cunt like her as apparently she was called at somebody's wedding that's true She's like, she's really like manipulative and mean to Finley. Just so nasty. Yeah. So it explains a lot about like Finley's personality and stuff. And I think that like Jacqueline did such an amazing job yeah, this yes. episode. Like this was Finley's <laughs> episode. Like there was so much good character work that happened, but everything else was bad. <laughs> I actually like this episode made me more than ever be like, wow, Jacqueline's a really good actor. Yeah. Because the writing is not Mm-mm. good and she pulled off a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she really did. Yeah. Yeah, of, for all the foibles I have with the episode, like none of them are about the performance or like the Finley side of things, really. Mm-hmm. I'm always yeah. sort of like, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we then go to the turkey trot and Carrie's boss is like, oh, you must be Tina. 17 months. It has been 17 months and uh, since they broke up. 17 months. To this be is fair. Boss. To be fair. A whole other Thanksgiving has already come and gone. I do think it, what is slightly justified is that Carrie is very annoyed about it and is like, nope, remember, she left me. It was, you know, like, and I do yeah. think it's kind of making fun of this, like, old straight man for being like the lesbians it's Carrie and Tina and you're like no it's not I've been we've been broken up for over a year like yeah that could get that tone anyways Carrie calls Misty her girlfriend which feels very soon yeah Um, five days Misty Misty seems freaked out which fair Um, Uh and starts running starts starts running what yeah I gotta go I'm gonna pick it up seriously yeah yeah oh geez Back at Dana's, the Suarez's are arriving. Mm-hmm. Um, there is this funny point where Mari's like, if we all came here so you could sleep with Finley, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> um, Micah's high, eating puff pastry. Why did they get Micah so high and do so little with it? So little! I, all he does is I, eat, he doesn't even seem high. All he does is eat a lot. It's right. Thanksgiving. He can eat a lot anyway. I mean, if you watch Leo in the background, he's trying, like, he's, yeah. he's really he's, trying he's to sell doing it. it. Yeah. He's doing it. But, like, why make Micah, who's, like, uptight, anxious character, so high? He could have been, and not make him he could have so called weird. Finley's mom a cunt. Like, yes. he could have, like, it could have been, like, ah, yes. there's so many things you could have 
done. Why is Tess? Why is Tess wasted? And why is Micah high as a gourd? And and like to what end? You know what I wish? I wish I'd taken what? Brandables before Again, watching this nothing, show. Nothing that happened on the show would have been different. If, if they had not if, been. Yeah. Or even if Micah had just taken one edible. Right. Also, also, like he, she, like the missing ring storyline would have been better if she still wanted to propose. Right. And she was like, I need to find the, and they were like, bring the mashed potatoes because I still want to propose even though we're going to be at Dana's. Yeah. And so then it, then it's still looking for the ring. Instead, it's like, Micah's high. You're not going to propose now. <laughs> and right. so it, it does. It's just, it didn't stop my parents from proposing, but <laughs> they eventually got divorced. So, <laughs> but my mom was on opium when she, when she, um, proposed to my father. Wow. wow. Yeah. Is that that's kind how, of iconic. Yeah. And that's it? is that how a lesbian proposes to a straight man? <laughs> that is how a lesbian proposes to a straight man, yes. Um we have Finley's mom like saying hi to all these people and immediately she like insults Sophie. Yeah. She basically is like, Oh no, what happened here? Oh mom. What? What a grow back. Sure will. I just want to say I know that this woman is supposed to be from Kansas City. Yes. And that's actually a personal attack <laughs> on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that like there isn't a lot about in the episode about like her being from Kansas City being the root of the cuntiness, but like <laughs> there are so many people with undercuts in Kansas City. Like it's not mm. a like it's a city. It's, it's not in the a name. crazy haircut. <laughs> like it's not I don't know. I'm just I know that I'm like very Hashtag blessed to have a family that's like pretty progressive for having all been born very Catholic Mexicans in the middle of the country. Yeah. Love them. Shout out them. But like, <laughs> even my grandmother would never be like, what happened to your head? Like, <laughs> right. so crazy. Okay. That's uh, the last time I I'll did, say that. It is an affront to me. I did personally. write down later I'm sorry for you. When, when she says like, you're the only one who ever left Kansas City and created even, your own life. I can't, I can't no. even <laughs> imagine I'm the only person that everybody I know who left for a city. That's so crazy. I can't even. In my family alone. (laughs) She talks about Kansas City like it is a small, small rural town. Unbelievable. Yeah. Speaking of things that are unbelievable, we go to the charity Thanksgiving event. Yeah. Was there something else you wanted me to mention? No, it's this. I'm just Um, confused um, about this. Well, no, but. Micah oh. reads the email that he has a donor. Oh, oh right. that says they have a match. Yeah, they have yeah, a match. That's to how their it works, preferences. Right? That's, yeah. <laughs> well, they do. They said, I I guess probably you can say like, these are my criteria oh. and they'll send you a match. But like, you'd probably want to check out the sure. match, see, make sure it was a good fit. Yeah. You know, for other reasons. Sure. See what, if they ha- were, whatever, there's whatever. So yeah, that happens. Then we go, then we go to the charity Thanksgiving event. And this is a really good, example of why do something when you could do something more interesting. Yep. Angie says, this is a guy I used to date. He says that we could get back together at the end of the semester, which by the way is a month away. So come on. And also at no point does she say to Shane, he was my professor. Not once. Yep. And there's also no point where she start like where it shows that she's deliberately obscuring that fact. Yep. Like where she like starts to say it and then catches herself Mm -hmm. or is like, I shouldn't, you know, Nothing. It just isn't mentioned. And why the fuck not? Because that would be so much more interesting and consistent with Angie's character than her beginning to like fucking, is this where she like waxes poetic about how she wants to find love like her mom's? Um, Yeah, which is what? Literally, she watched her mom's be a nightmare her whole life. (laughs) They just... And the literally, their happy ending was, was like driving through traffic in a chaos. Like, what? It makes no sense to say... I just want to fast forward to what my moms have or to what you and Tess have. 
It is so... What? It's also odd to me that Shane doesn't clock that he's, to your point, like Shane doesn't clock that he looks much older than Angie at any point or right. that the woman he's with looks much older than Angie. Right. Yeah. Or which that he's on campus. Like, which we will, we, we unfortunately becomes relevant because he walks in. Right. Which is also just like. Why? What wa- is he doing there? I don't know. Why it's, is he at this charity event? Like, is like he helping on campus? Because <laughs> they show campus B-roll before they go to right. the event. So it's somehow on campus, but like. Why like is he, he there on Thanksgiving? They're literally, he goes in there and they start looking at the canned goods. Yeah. Right, for the home homeless. I know, like, I know that, like, professor, adjunct professors aren't paid a lot, but I'm sure he right. should not be taking those that food. Yeah, I don't think it's for him and his polo. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to finally have Angie talk to someone about this who might yeah. actually talk about it in a real way. Yeah. And I cannot believe that they decided to just forego that opportunity. Yeah. Right. And then we go back to Dana's where for some reason they're serving the mashed potatoes, which they didn't even finish making. <laughs> they were like, it was like mid making. I'm just, I was like, when did the mashed potatoes get finished? And also weren't you saving the food for the next day to have leftovers Thanksgiving? Because uh-huh. there's food at, does Dana's not have their own mashed potatoes? Well, they were well, bringing it because of the ring. I know that, but, but why would they be serving it? Well, are they trying not to serve it? Like they just yeah, brought Micah. it to look through it, but they're trying not to serve it. Micah takes it. Yeah. But, that's like your potatoes. <laughs> I feel like your head, your little head is going to pop off your shoulders. <laughs> like, I think they should have hid the mashed potatoes under the table. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like why? why? There, yes. Right. Yeah. And then, because so they have this ongoing bit where like Nana's like smashing the potatoes with a, right. with a, to see if the ring's in there. And Micah's responses to it are cute and funny. That whole joke, like that's uh, funny. That's, that's, that's cute. So then like, Sophie says they play this game. This game actually sounds cute. I like it's it. It's really sweet. Where like they write down what they're thankful for and they put it on the bowl and then everyone like reads uh-huh. and I guess they guess or whatever. Like and that. then in a personal affront to me, a person who loves the rules of games. Um, <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Finley's mom just says out loud. Okay, well, I am thankful for my daughter, Sarah. Literally not the rules of the game. <laughs> yeah. We just told you what yes. we're going to do, what the activity uh-huh. is. Yeah. For you to do it right now is so rude. It's unhinged. Mm-hmm. And Billy's like, well, I never felt that before. And then she says she's leaving. She's leaving Finley's dad that they got married young. And Finley's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, she's like, this couldn't come as a surprise. And Finley's like, it very much is a surprise. Finley is floored. Yeah. How long has it been since Finley has like lived with her parents? I mean, it's been two years since the summer that she spent there. Right. Like that was recent. Two years is pretty recent. Yeah, that's recent-ish. But also, I don't know if they remember that she spent the summer there. You <laughs> the know writers. I mean? Yeah, right. like I, I'm not really... I, right. That was, but that was always unclear because it, it was very clear to us that her parents did not want her at home. Right. And then suddenly she was there for the summer and then we went back to the way it was before, which is apparently them not wanting her at home. Do you remember when Sophie was uh, running to the airport and yeah. we were all like so like, oh my God, like <laughs> yeah. this show, the uh-huh. chaos, how that was fun. So fun. There was yeah. a thruple. Finley did say in season one that her parents slept in separate beds. Right. So then that seems like a sign to me. <laughs> but it was funnier that she didn't know. Like, I found that more sure. entertaining as a conversation. Yeah. But then, so then her mom is like, she thought Finley would understand because, and Finley's not saying this is bad or wrong. She's just surprised. Yes. She thought Finley would understand because Finley's the only person who ever left Kansas City and made a life for herself. And like, well, get to the other problems with that, but one of the problems with this for me was that like, that is kind of interesting. Were it, were it feasible? Yeah. That is a really interesting thought. Like she came here because she's feeling like 
nobody like right in like a nobody, box and like nobody in, in her City. community understands her right. no one understands her like Finley's she came gone all out the way here yeah, like Finley didn't even invite her or know she's coming she's still here she's that desperate to talk to somebody who might give her some guidance and how to start your life over again and she actually thinks that Finley's done a great job with her own life and then that whole line of thought is just thrown out the window right. like it was literally yeah. never said it right. fits with nothing that happened after and nothing that happened before right. because if you've come here seeking that connection with your daughter then like why does any of the fight that continues to happen like why would you come in so negatively and so mean and there's no explanation for right. like it would even why be interesting here? if like this is how my mom always is and she can't like get over herself enough to admit that she needs help yeah yeah and look because like look we probably most of us have family that like maybe sometimes is like, I'm trying and then isn't trying. And yeah, like, that's right. totally a real thing. But the way that it's written does not feel like that at all. It feels completely disconnected. And you're like, why is she here? It doesn't, right. it doesn't feel interesting. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, she just can't help herself, but be her normal, mm -hmm. like cunty self. Like, it's not like that at all. It truly feels like she showed up to fight. She yeah. came here to be mean. But then she said that the reason she came here is to like, look for some connection that she needs yeah. not even like right yeah something that finley needed right. yeah and it's realistic it could be real like you just were saying with with families sometimes be that one way and sometimes be another but we only have like i don't know 10 minutes with this character yeah, right. they don't have time to do that right. right they need to pick a story right yeah and stick with it like i have no idea what this woman is doing in this town at this time what does she want what, what, it, what does she want she, what did she hope to accomplish right. it on this day it's truly the most basic storytelling <laughs> like it is just like it, it's just such basic like what is this character's motivation right like what i feel the, like what is the character's goal yeah desire yeah what is the arc of these characters like it's just it's all these like basic basic things and it's just it's so wild like i feel like she was she did her presence enabled us to do a lot of character work with finley right but her on her own still doesn't make sense which is happens with a lot of their one-off characters yeah. you know <sighs> um so finley gets sort of like corralled by tess and sophie yeah finley goes into the back room because she's upset and sophie and tess both go back there to try to help her and and they're both sort of giving her similar-ish advice yeah until finley's like i should do amends and sophie's like i don't think this is the right time and tess is like you should which like, I guess I'm also confused with, like, are we Tess, supposed to think that because Tess relapsed, she also has, like, forgotten how... I mean, has she ever been good no, at being... Yeah. So, yeah, they have a conversation about how Finley is going to, like, take control of this situation by doing her amends, which... On the I, clock. Yeah. First during of all, a family meal. First of all, she's working. There's a huge <laughs> event at Dana's right now. Okay, it's not the time. She also hasn't, like written her amends to her mom yet which no no we're gonna get a writing montage don't no, worry no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm no, 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 you're right you're right, you're right. <laughs> but like she has nothing prepared at all which everyone is different but like that's a huge jump to make it's like oh i'm gonna do it right now if you mm -hmm. have nothing you haven't even written it out like you it's also just so wild because if the storyline in this episode for tess wasn't that she relapsed Tess could have been on the other side of this debate and it could have been a sign of Sophie trying to manage Finley's feelings and trying to help and being over, like, over-involved right. in helping and being like, yeah, that sounds great. You could totally make it, like, make amends with her, but whatever. And, and then, Tess like, being the sort of, like, older, like, wiser, wiser yeah, mentor right. figure being like, actually, this might not be the right time. Yeah. This is, but, like, no. 
The if anyone was going to be wasted this episode, I really felt like it should have been Finley's mom. Mm. Like, and that could have given us a lot of insight into like the way that Finley was raised and the way that what she grew up around and how we got there from here. Right. And that would make even her giving amends at least more interesting. But also I don't, I don't understand why this show really just doesn't want Finley to ever do amends with anybody in a way that is actually going to be good. And like feel cathartic for her in the way that it's right. supposed to be. Like, I, and to be doing it in public at a table where other people can... Someone the, the, someone must be sober yes. in the writer's... Like, there must be someone who has some knowledge. What's happening? Also, it's not like... I mean, you can... Google, like, a lot sure. of meetings are closed, but you can go to a meeting. Yeah. Like, any one of the writing staff could go to a meeting <laughs> or read the it's book just or whatever. for, like, sobriety to be <laughs> such a big part of Gen Q. Like, from right. the beginning, being mm-hmm. like a... Th- a th- like a through line and just there be no, I just don't. <sighs> There's also just so many people in LA, not especially queer people, but like if you are in queer community, you know, people who have done AA. Like, yeah, I, it's just not hard to, f- so even if no one in the writer's room has experienced that, which I would be shocked. shocked. Yeah. They, they, I guarantee you a writer's room of 10 people would have a fr- one friend or an ex done it. or a current partner yeah. <laughs> or an, like an ex and a current aren't partner. Aren't you worried that you are not worried, but aren't you like aware that given that you're dealing with something that so many people have personal knowledge of that to then put it in your show, it's going to distract them and like feel intensely <laughs> like connected to like yeah. the, the process of that is something that people have so many feelings about. It's so absurd. It's not, Finley's mom saying Kansas City in a derogatory tone, right. which only hurt my feelings probably. <laughs> like it is something that many people will be like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I feel like in general shows and movies do a bad job representing AA, yeah. but I don't see why this show couldn't strike out and and do it <laughs> be, correctly. Be also, brave. Be brave. Yeah. I want to see them be brave. It is interesting. I don't know how either of you feel about this, but uh, when I interviewed Mae Martin about the first season of Feel Good, I had heard criticisms from people about like the way that like AA was shown or like meetings were shown. Yeah. Um, and so I asked them about it and they were like, yeah, this isn't like meant to be a formal AA meeting. And like I tried to make it so it was structured different. So it didn't seem like I was referring to that. And yeah, I picked this format because it is more compelling to watch on screen. And so like it is fake and jokey and whatever. And like that is what it is, but it's a comedy show. Yeah. And it was like, okay, like, even if you disagree with that, like, there was some Carol thought disagrees. put into that. <laughs> there was some thought put into that. There was some, like, internal logic to it, whereas this feels so baffling. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Tess sort of <laughs> tells Sophie, like, to mind her business during all of this yeah, at the end. Yeah, she's like, Finley's a big girl. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, as she wasn't because obviously she's telling Sophie, like, mind your business because Finley's not her girlfriend anymore. But what does that have to do with Finley being a big or a small girl? Right. And it's very clear from this episode, like, Finley actually does need the support of a lot of people, which is uh-huh. not a knock. Like, we, yeah. it's just yeah. what she's in the market for right now. Yeah. So, like, it is bizarre. Yeah. We go back to Angie and Shane. And Shane is like, I'm going to help sneak you out. And Angie's like, what about the hungry? And Shane is like, I'll write them a check. <laughs> Just like, okay. Um, I did think this was cute. Was, like them yeah. loading Angie up into the little cart. And like, yeah. 
is this when <laughs> they run into the teacher and yeah. he's like, can I have one of these? Which <laughs> again, why are you here? Yeah. And Shane is like, they're for the hungry or whatever yeah. she says, which is I feel very weird. Like, I'm just like, like I, I did laugh. I was like, well, that's funny. That no, was funny. I, it's, it's not that Shane also saying, weird. I'll write them a check. That feels Shane to me. It's more of Angie being like the hungry, <laughs> like, the peop- like the people who are here to eat. Thanksgiving food like can we yeah. like I just I don't Especially understand shortly thereafter we find out that Shane is also hungry <laughs> <laughs> what I never I don't understand I mean I, we've established that they don't know how to write the Gen Z but um the Gen Z <laughs> <laughs> And actually, we do. Yeah, um, as, as you can see, we are very tuned in. We have our finger on a lot of young pulses. And so I do, but I just am like, I don't understand what they want Angie's politics to be and like what her political awareness is. But I'm just. I mean, she had a $5,000 duffel bag last week, guys. So I guess maybe it's, maybe it's. Uh, I mean, it was funny, read, like that the way she was like serving the potatoes was like, and I, and I was like, well, you know, she is the daughter of rich lesbians. So uh-huh, she probably yeah. has never served mashed potatoes. Yeah, before. fully like grew up in Brentwood. Um, I read that in your recap <laughs> about her duffel bag and really lost my mind. It was very funny. Yeah. And it was weird because they showed it like really intensely twice. Yeah. Anyhow, so Angie's out. Yay. Turkeys. Carrie props. apologizes trot, trot, for trot. calling Misty her girlfriend. And Misty's like, I have to poop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Because earlier in the morning... So, you know, it'll take her like 45 minutes. At, they're, at, they're at a reservoir. Like, there's no... It's going to take so Why long. Why would they go to Dana's? Because that's where everybody is this episode, Drew. Uh, I didn't think about that. I didn't know that. LA is this big. Because when you have to shit urgently, you need to find <laughs> the closest location that has the most of your friends in it. That's um, Because that's what everyone wants to do is I shit would, around a bunch of people right, they know. I feel like everyone I'm trying to impress... At a place that has one staff bathroom. Like, yeah. that is uh-huh. horrifying. Um, it's because Finley made her coffee earlier in the morning, which right. is actually very relatable to me. That will mess me up for a whole day. If I were her, though, I would want to find... I'd be like, where... I would just disown... I would leave Carrie and just find, like, a whole new life, a whole new family, and <laughs> use their bathroom and then never see them again. I'm you know, gone. Straight to Dana's. I thought they were walking over the porta potty whatever. I thought they were going <laughs> to use a porta potty yeah. I was like, oh, there's... They're outside. Like, mm-hmm. there's a... There has to be a little... Yeah. Restroom. Having to do that waddle all the way back to Dana's from the Silver Lake Reservoir is so... Uh, she should have just gotten on the side of the road and just popped a squat, wow. you know? That's how they did it in nature. Yeah, it's true. Have you ever seen Planet of the Apes? I thought you were going to say Bridesmaids. <laughs> Bridesmaids happen just right in the middle of the street. Uh-huh. Um, then Danny... Uh, Dre's like, do you have a whatever like a brie? A brie, and I would have been like, no, I have a gouda. <laughs> and and <laughs> they're like, is it Sophie? And Danny's like, what? No, I and like it's like, what? How long were Danny and Sophie together? Because I feel like the show is wanting me to think they were together for like a year and then got engaged. They were together no. for like eight years, right? Oh, I don't think that long. A long time though. Anyways, several years. Anyways, Danny's like, it's Roxy and talks about Roxy. And then why didn't we get all this information about Roxy now? Yeah. Like they were in daycare together. They hooked up in high school. I want they've known each other their whole lives. Yeah. What if I have a theory? Like Roxy, if if someone was coming in who who like I know my whole life, I wouldn't be like the most important thing about this person is that they're my bad friend. Yeah. I would be like, it's that lifelong friend who I have always had a weird thing yeah. with. Right. And especially like, I mean, I don't have this, but I feel like people who have someone in their life who's been their friends since they were really young and they both turned out queer. Like that is like a weird, very special bond. Yeah, one of those. Right. We don't, 
We don't hook up though. But well, it's feel, I mean, it's, that's what you would lead with. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean? Like this is somebody who you're very close to. That is what you lead with when you talk about yeah. Rush. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say is that I like Danny and Dre. I yes. like Danny and Gigi. I like Danny <laughs> and Roxy. What if everyone else goes away? We get, it's Danny spinoff. It's Danny. It's Danny. Danny's home. Danny's home. And it's Danny and like her various yeah. Like scandal, except that she's dated everybody in her firm. Yeah. Speaking of backstory, Danny's telling Dre is like, my mom is dead and my dad's in prison. Yeah. I did find this relatable in terms of someone just trying to be like, so what do your parents do when you're like, he's dead? <laughs> you know, and then they're like, wow, this is really supposed to be a nice, fun conversation. And now it's a bad one. You well, know what I mean? What it's so you- awkward, especially like when it happens when you're relatively young and you just have to spend the rest of your life having that awkward conversation. So I felt like that was great and authentic and good job to everybody. <laughs> good job for them. <laughs> They look um, great together. Dre is like, my Thanksgivings were loud. And Danny's like, if you want loud. <laughs> and I was like, wait, but but what about <laughs> Finley seeing Dre and all of that? And Oh, right. I forgot. Going on an adventure. As soon as they walked in, I was like, wouldn't this be really stressful for everyone involved? <laughs> Sophie just drunkenly kissed Dre like a week yeah. ago. Like, isn't this crazy? Um, we then get maybe the wildest scene of this episode, which is the writing montage. I just am fascinated <laughs> by the way the writing is shown on screen because it's a very uncinematic thing. And so I always find it very entertaining to watch like, you know, shows and movies try to create yeah. like some sort of, which is why I'm pro circus early outward. You know, I yeah. love, I love a choice. That is, this is instead of just that having, opinion is a choice. <laughs> instead of just having, instead of having um, Finley like writing that, uh, crossing things out and like the music is like there's a song and uh, she could have been envisioning herself at the circus waking yeah. up in the dirt with the Ferris wheel well you know what <laughs> I w- yes exactly you know Precisely. what I would have not minded what like some a montage of flashbacks yeah we don't need that, that there's better there's more interesting choices oh my make, god but, and who would play little Finley oh yeah um, but we don't get boy. that we just get this like weird writing montage and then we go to Sophie doing a land acknowledgement and then like Finley's, Finley's mom mom's it. like, what about the Mayflower? Mm-hmm. And then there's like some back and forth that honestly has like the political sharpness of the Thanksgiving episodes of Friends. Right? <laughs> like Where you're like, Thanksgiving's bad, right? And you're yeah. just like, cool. Thanks yep. for addressing this. Thumbs up. You're good liberals. But it is just, I guess, one yeah. more thing with Finley's mom where... Yeah. Um, so then Finley is like, this would be the perfect moment <laughs> for me to sit down on this chair next to my dear mother and do my amends for her mm-hmm. that I just wrote. And it begins honestly beautifully. And I, it was gorgeous. Like the writing, that montage, that process mm-hmm. clearly worked because Finley's very first statement is, Look, I'm sorry for getting so drunk at Faye's wedding and calling you a cut in front of grandma. That's just... Mm. Mwah. Yeah, chef, big, big chef, chef's kiss to that mm, one. No yeah. chef's kiss for the turkey, but a big, big chef's kiss for that one. And of course, I think she's raised Catholic, right? Yeah, like, isn't that so. the history? Christian of some, yeah, yeah. So her mom basically is like, we're, we don't have to talk about our feelings. That's too much. There's sort of a big explosion because, oh, sure. yeah, because Finley's like, you know, I just want to apologize for like embarrassing you or whatever. And, and then Finley's mom is basically like, you embarrass me all the time. There's just some things you don't remember or something. Yeah. So a couple things. <laughs> My, number one, if you have to do your amends in that little voice that you do at a party where you like talk under your voice to just the person next to you, bad. Yeah. Do it somewhere where you can actually speak at your full volume. Um, That's just a helpful tip. And then the thing about this that maybe is nitpicky because it's so small, but drove me nuts. Is like, 
okay, so this is a woman who's intensely afraid of being embarrassed or like hates being embarrassed. That's something that she resents Finley for is having embarrassed her her whole life. So she has decided to fly to Los Angeles to be in a room full of strangers to yell at her daughter mm-hmm. in front of a room full of strangers. Mm-hmm. That seems deeply embarrassing to me. Yeah. And like of her own making. So mm-hmm. I just, I was like, again, Finley, I'm begging, please stop springing your amends on people <laughs> when they say, no, I don't really want to talk about this right now. Right. It's not a sign to continue to barrel through and be like, no, 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 I just have to apologize. Like that's not yeah. correct. But her mom's reaction is insane. Yeah. Like, and I get like, that's the point. I'm supposed to like think that her mom is like the big bad villain of her life. Fair. Right. But like, there's no subtlety. There's no anything. It's not even a good portrayal of a person that exists who is like so worried about appearances and upkeep that she is cruel to the people she loves Mm -hmm. for like embarrassing but minor transgressions. This is like so unhinged. Right. I mean, I think this is another situation where it would make sense if she was also an alcoholic, you know, where she doesn't realize that she's also embarrassing herself because she's not with it. You know what I mean? And I also thought for a brief second that they might, that she might be a lesbian. Oh, yeah. Right. That yeah. was what I... I mean, the jacket. <laughs> the whole sort of like... Mary McCormick's vibe is, has always vibe. been intensely lesbian. Like, yeah. There are just people who have a vibe that are like... Yeah, she has a, a vibe. That's a queer person. We also, or like a queer character. I just think we would learn more if, if Finley was like doing these amends in a way that was... Correct. Correct. And then her mom reacted poorly. We would yeah. learn something more about right. her mom. Yeah. Or like the day's going really well. And so Finley's like, okay, I'm going to actually try to make my amends. I thought that I wasn't ready, but she's here. And we're like kind of coasting through that. There's been some bumps, but it's okay. Let me try. And then it explodes. This was just like, yeah. Yeah. I would have loved even for them to try, like if she wants to do it, to take her aside and have it be just right. the two of them. And then we'd get a lot more out of it. But I guess they wanted everybody to see it or whatever. But then that's so that's when Dre and Danny show up and Dre's like, hmm, this is actually pretty quiet. Thanksgiving because everybody is like still in shock that um, this has happened. Finley's mom is is uh, is who she is and is saying the things that she's saying. And then Finley leaves, and Sophie runs after her. Yeah. Huh. Then we go back to Angie and Shane. They see Hendrix's car, and Angie sees the chapbook in the back. Brutal to see. You're like little handmade gift and thrown in the backseat of someone's car, like truly, like and a so Burger then, King wrapper. And Shane is like, "You're better than I was at your age. I would have broken the window." And so would she? I think Shane just would have walked away. Yeah, Shane would have. When did she? Like whatever. I yeah. feel like Shane wouldn't have given anyone anything sentimental at this age. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> Shane would have like done a bunch of drugs and had a threesome. Like, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, or I guess fallen asleep in her truck outside of the the house. It was yeah. like other people giving Shane gifts yeah. that yeah. she was discarding. Actually, yeah, it was other people throwing rocks through Shane's window. Yeah, but then Angie picked like a piece of the like things that are at the parking spot, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. And then um, throws it at the window, takes the chapbook, and then Hendrix shows up soon after. And as you can hear, the alarms <laughs> in the background. And then looks in the back and sees that the book's gone and like knows that it was Angie, which it's like, you know, don't fuck 18-year-olds if you don't want them to act childish. Right, yeah. You know? Also, Shane was like, do you want to take his parking pass? And I'm like, is that like his faculty parking pass? <laughs> right. Is there any way this could possibly still come up? Right. Maybe. Ugh. 
They do an extended bit about calling the cops, Hendrix and the woman he's yeah. with, which I was just like, it, we don't need to get into it. We've already talked about this on multiple episodes, but like there's a real leaning into like calling the cops this season in a way yeah. that I'm like, what are we doing? Right. Like, I did think that it was very funny that Shane was like, Angie, no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and then was just clearing off the glass. So yeah, that was like cute. not getting cut. It's very like fun, gay and yeah. instead of like responsible one. Yeah. Which I loved. Wouldn't it have been even more meaningful if Shane had also been mad at this man because she knew that he was her professor? Right. Yes. <laughs> right. It would have been. And she felt like it was justified because someone uh, took advantage of an 18-year-old. Yep. Why did they set this up for so long? Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Then we go back to Finley crying about her mom. I thought this was good, though. I really liked this scene. Finley and Sophie kiss. (laughs) Sophie gives her a really sweet speech about, like, how much light she brings to the world and how everybody loves her. And, like, I really enjoyed this, especially the way that we've been talking about Carrie being in Finley's life yeah. and being like, I'm not going to leave you. Like, yeah. it's just so important to have people who remind you that like, you're good. You are good. Mm-hmm. The people who get in your head are not the correct ones. Right. Like mm-hmm. we are here because you are good inherently. Yeah. Um, Cause Finley is just talking about like feeling like an idiot and like wanting yeah. her mom to like not hate her. And it, I don't know. I just really liked it. Yes. I saw it was a really like sweet moment between them. And I was really glad that they kissed because I thought finally they're getting back together. And then they are busted by Misty who has to poop in this one bathroom (laughs) as previously discussed. Um, Uh, I guess they're busted by Carrie, but Carrie is bringing Misty to the bathroom. Finley and Sophie go back out and Finley's mom is still there, Mm -hmm. which is not what I would do if I had just caused a scene. Mm -hmm. I would have left. Also, what about all of these queers who showed up to Dana's being like <laughs> safe space for Thanksgiving? And then it's like, it's just, it's just this homophobic lady screaming. <laughs> There's a comment here from Sophie's family about them getting back together because Finley and Sophie come back to the dinner table together. Yeah. And Finley's mom is like, you guys dated? Like, I didn't even know she was gay. She's so, so pretty. pretty. I'm like, what is going on here? What year like, is this? Also like, I, I would be more believable if she was like, she's so feminine, but obviously they couldn't have her say that because she's not. Right. But I'm just like, there's nothing like, what are you, what her are you talking daughter about? Is, is Finley also and pretty. is gay and very pretty. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any sense. Again, yeah. I need desperately to know where every single writer in this writer room is from because it does have such like, she's from the Midwest. She's not from California. That's why she doesn't get it, which is like, right. It's just not how it is. Yeah, gay also, people literally live everywhere. It's also like a greatest hits of like boring lines <laughs> from other shows where people were homophobic. Like it's it's true, but like they also contradict each other where because it's like the, I don't know, all of it's so confusing. Also, like she just commented on Sophie's hair right, being that's weird what I'm saying. earlier. Like, it's all, like, like that was the, her first comment to her was like, what's wrong with your hair? And now she's saying, oh, I thought you were too pretty to be gay. I mean, it's like, it's a fun... Like I did like, there was like a moment where it did feel like the whole cast is sort of coming together in a way. And like, it was really nice when, when she was like, who are you? When Carrie was like, I'm Carrie. I've been filling in in your absence. I was like, yeah, that's right. Go, go. You know? And I was like, this is nice. And it's nice for Finley. So I guess there's that. But then Finley tries to like stop it. So Carrie says that. Yeah. And Finley's mom is like, great. Well, hope you're ready to take care of all her problems. Yeah. I'll and clean up all her messes. Hope you like cleaning up messes. I'm like, 
what's wrong with you also like she has not lived with them in years and years so you don't have any idea what kind of messes again maybe two for the summer but like whatever and then her mom like so finley tries to kind of like quash the situation and her mom like really escalates it and starts screaming yeah I didn't take notes on what she says except for the line that where she says you need to be on medication, which yeah. is like wait. I was like, oh my God. The question is like, does Finley's mom think that Finley is a disastrous fuck up, or does she think that she's the only one to ever leave Kansas City and make a life for herself? <laughs> right, like those right. Feel contradictory. I, well, I, that contradicts this also. But like I do think it's possible to read this as like her mom is intensely religious and homophobic. And so like right. just that she cannot help herself from immediately just like going in in the way that on television, <laughs> religious homophobic people do to gay people, like sure. where no matter how much she might have decided to have some composure that she just, you know, that she thinks that Finley is just this giant mess. Yeah. But also like that doesn't fit with you're the only one who left Kansas City. You built this beautiful life for yourself and might make more sense. I don't know if she was resentful that Finley was sober and she wasn't <laughs> and was res- like resentful of Finley's success. Yeah. Right. Like just something that's happened since she arrived in that room and saw Finley that has in some way triggered her. Right. You know it's what been I mean? like festering this whole day. Like yeah. she's been watching it and becoming like seething with it. I just, you need to be on medication. I need so many. I, I have to ask this woman like 16 questions about that specific thing said right. to her daughter, who she hasn't seen in years. I medication that was about for being, what? For being gay. <laughs> She doesn't even come across they, as like as like a, a, a homophobe. Like I mean, like I know that she is, but she doesn't come across as that kind. She comes across as like the same kind of I don't know. It does, she doesn't feel like that kind of like religious zealot, right? Also, because she's leaving Finley's father, right? Yeah, and to and, and she's spending Thanksgiving in a lesbian bar. In heathen, yeah, in right. She's not looking at she's all the Sodom. people around. Well, maybe I guess we've been led to believe that she doesn't know that all the people in here are queer because <laughs> they're they, just pals. Yeah, they're just but like you know, girls who are friends. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. makes no sense. Um, then my next note is Micah is still high, but not really acting high. <laughs> He's just eating a lot. <laughs> right, which, ha ha. Wait, but there's there's a scene here where... Oh, so Carrie, Carrie tells, tells Finley's yeah. mom to leave. Yeah. yeah. So Carrie tells Finley's mom to leave and then hugs Finley and calls everybody over oh, wait, to like... Oh, forgot about the turkey drop. Oh, did I skip oh, past already? Oh, okay. Cares. Okay, so... Tess drops a turkey. I have questions about this meal. In, <laughs> yeah. in Finley's mom's lap, which... I wish had been purposeful. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would have been fine. Because we get some, like you said, when the cast all kind of assembles around the table, like when Finley's mom says Sophie's too pretty to be gay, all the cast is sort of like side-eyeing yeah. each other like, this yeah. bitch. It would have been and so funny. And they all make, funny. there's lots of little comments around the table that were funny too. It would have been so funny if Tess was like, whoops. Yeah. Like and a sober Tess had been like, whoops. Also, this is a this is a minor note, but a turkey is the least funny thing to be dropped from the Thanksgiving table. Like it's the end of the meal. What about a pumpkin pie? That's yeah. gooey. What about a green bean casserole? Yeah, like she's from the Midwest. Come on, cranberry like, your sauce. French onions. Cranberry sauce. Like, yeah, a turkey. Also, why does she throw it on the floor? That's really how I knew that Finley's mom was a cunt. Is that she just it's on her lap and she just flops yeah, it? Yeah, I would put, put it on the damn on the table. table unless it burns. Unless right. it's burning. Also, why is she, like. I assume they did the turkey because it's not as messy to do multiple takes. I yeah. see, sure. Okay. But also, is that really how film works? I don't know anything. A whole bowl of rolls. I would have dropped a bucket of blood on her, like scary, <laughs> or maybe slime, like Nickelodeon mm. old days. 
Um, and there was a part where she said to Finley, like, I was hoping you'd change. And, and Finley was like, I have. And I was like, that's good. Good character development. Right, anyway, but again, I'm hoping you'd change does not square with you're the only person who left Kansas City and made a life for yourself. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. Then Carrie tells Finley's mom to leave. We've We've had enough, yeah. like, two hours too late, I think. <laughs> and then... Carrie gives Finley a hug and she asks everybody to like come in and give Finley a hug. And I did cry. I just thought I'm so happy for Finley that she has this wonderful caretaker. What a nice thing. I thought mm. it's so strange for a television <laughs> episode to be written where every writer in the room can only say one word and then you just go around the room like, <laughs> like that old camp game where and you had to tell a story that way. What an interesting way to write a screenplay. So then... Oh, Mike. then Micah's high and eating, and I guess. And then they never found the ring. And they're like, we never found the ring. And I was like, did he eat it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then everybody's in the bathroom. Isn't that funny? Wouldn't um, that be funny? And then Sophie says that she still wants to be friends, and Finley says that she's still in love and so can't be friends for some time, which I'm sorry. What has been going on all this time? Yeah, I don't really know. And also then, oh, and then Finley does make it say something about like being thankful for all, like says I love all of you and says even you, Dre. And I was like, oh, so we did acknowledge it. <laughs> what? Oh, were, was she talking to Dre? I thought she was talking to Danny. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was talking to Danny. I thought she was talking to Dre. That would have been really funny if she was talking to Dre. <laughs> that would have been a bold statement. No, yeah. I think she says like even you for now or like today or something and it's about her and Danny. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought it was to Dre because because like she and Danny made up episodes ago. Right. Also, then she's like, well, I got your pie or something. I was just like, what? They're doing like, like that's not a weird. That's not like a really special thing to know about someone. What kind of right. pie they like. Yeah. Like, couldn't they try a little bit harder <laughs> with that? Just a little harder. These are good actors. They can do a good job if you write my, good words. My favorite kind of pie is whatever. I was just about to say, I actually know Drew's favorite What's kind of pie. What's my favorite kind of pie? <laughs> Drew's favorite kind of pie is whatever pie is the specialty at the place that she's getting the pie from. <laughs> Correct. I love all, I love most flavors of pies. And wow. I, you know, like when you sometimes go to a pie shop and they're like, our, like we're known for like our cranberry dark chocolate mm -hmm. crumble or whatever. No, because I like, never talk to people, but I, I can imagine <laughs> this. Or it could be written like, somewhere. Like a, or, like yeah, they, and, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, yeah, and where you're scene. like, oh, well, that's not something that's at every pie shop. I mean, I love a pumpkin. <laughs> I love an apple. Yeah. I love pies. My favorite dessert. Pie with a scoop of ice cream. Ooh. Amazing. Were they like eating like, like sides? What? for an hour it's and then they my were notes. all gonna eat turkey like as a main like as a main course it's in my notes what did the people at dana eat what did they serve that day i don't i don't, I don't know because they were all eating they were eating way before the turkey came yeah so they those were like and then also appetizers it's, well, all it's actually it's not a turkey it's cake it's, <laughs> that's, it's a, oh it's a cake mm -hmm. oh and was that turkey for everyone who were they didn't know that all these people were going to be there. They, like it was all surprise friends because Even Finley's they mom. had to make reservations. Yeah, and so right. then, so I don't know how many turkeys they made. Who's cooking? Right. I wish that Finley's mom had made it because at first when she was sitting alone at the table for ten, I was like, she made a reservation <laughs> for ten. Like who else is coming? And it was like I don't know her only friends in L.A. Like Rick Caruso and some girl she knew in college, <laughs> Katy Perry. <laughs> So he wants to be friends. Oh, so they're like, oh, we never read the gratitude. Right. right. And also Carrie tells Finley, like, she's really proud of her and mm -hmm. she stood her ground today and stood in her truth. And I just love their relationship so much. And I loved wow. how it was portrayed in this episode as well and how Carrie stood up for her. Because I think it's really cool to have if like your butch lesbian Rosie O'Donnell mom is like standing up to your yeah. like shitty whatever. Yeah. And that's why she has to die. I was going to say. 
lovely intergenerational queer relationship you got there uh, would be a shame if somebody did something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, Micah reveals about the don't. Oh, because the the note says something about a donor and then Carrie's like organ or baby organ or baby which was I that that got my biggest laugh in the episode <laughs> this was so annoying to me why is everyone cheering that you yeah. like it makes no a, sense found yeah, a donor it makes no sense who cares doesn't make sense yeah, of course you found eventually people find donors yeah and also they didn't yet they don't know anything about this man oh it's, I mean whatever it makes no sense I, like the way everyone was cheering and the moment I saw it I thought when I rewatched this to like outline the episode because I would have to watch it once to screen cap and mm-hmm. the next I was like I'm gonna have to fast forward through the scene because I am it like it's like rage courses through my body <laughs> and they're like oh my god what what has this ever happened yeah it doesn't oh my god it. it's not just watch they're gonna go home they're gonna be like sorry all the vials are sold out and they'll be like oh I wish we hadn't done that <laughs> wish we just cheers to Fidley like Carrie asked us to or no Danny Danny proposed the, the cheers to Finley Danny makes a toast Bold. to Finley that's yeah, another like pink she raises forward. her glass favorite but they've they've like really made I feel like we're past it. the show's yeah. forgotten they're it's all all good with this. oh I thought it was funny though their mom like says the same thing every, every oh that, that, that was cute yeah it was like Sophie's family is is cute and lovely and I think it was also nice to show that like the family that is the most intact for all of these people is one that doesn't, that where the dad left mm. and it doesn't matter. They're still like the, the coolest family yeah. and the most supportive and most loving, you know? And then back at Carrie's house, oh boy, Carrie has a heart attack. Yeah. She says her arm hurts and I was like, oh no. And she fucking collapses. And I'm just like, they did a truly grim thing to Rosie's makeup. Yeah. yeah. It looked, I it was is, like, what's going on? And then I found out. So scary. Um, also her being like, one of the only characters who isn't super thin. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Um, her being one of the only like butch characters. It I really mean, sucks. I know that it's like, it's like Rosie also talks about how she hates to exercise and stuff, but like, come on guys. Yeah. It is like Rosie's so good and she really right. does. She sells like, everything. Every, sing, every scene she's in. And like, I th- I probably said this about people and haven't really meant it, but like, I really truly mean it. Every, whatever lines they write for Rosie, no matter how weird, like she just yeah. kills it. Yeah. And it's incredibly endearing, the whole character yeah. of Carrie. But when you think about the pieces that have gone into like the humor around the yeah, character of Carrie, you're like, this is shitty maybe. Yeah, like giving her a fucking heart attack because she ran a little bit today. Right. Come on. It's terrible. And Tess, then test drinking. <laughs> test drinking. And then she starts reading some absolutely inane thing to her mom who none of us really know or care about. About I am thankful that you taught me. I can't remember a word of it because it was the least memorable thing anyone has ever said Luckily, on any television show ever. And I watched all seventeen thousand seasons of Glee. I wrote them all down. <laughs> you did? Yes. Okay. Because I, it was interesting to me the people that they happened to coincide directly with the little montage that right. we are given of all of our characters. Also, wait before Tess texts Shane and says, "Oh Miss yeah, you. right." <laughs> um. She's thankful that her mom taught her that rules are meant to be broken. What? And we see a little insert of Angie and Shane with their arms around each other. Get it? Because yeah. they broke rules today. <laughs> we have the power to make the family we choose. And we're with the Suarez's biological, biological family. family. But okay. <laughs> but okay. Um, and Maribel is proposing to Micah and they all watch. So like right. in that way, we have chosen mm-hmm. a family member. Yeah. When something good comes into your life, you should hold on to it. And Danny and Dre kiss. Uh-huh. And then I'm thankful you taught me every moment on this earth is a gift. And Tess scatters her mom's ashes. And then it cuts to Finley, like doing CPR 
on Carrie while she's on the phone with 911. It felt like someone had walked into my apartment and taken two rusty nails <laughs> from the bottom of like the good ship lollipop and stuffed them into my eyes. Like, I assume Carrie's going to live because it would be really fucking gutsy of them to literally kill kill her. It would be, it would, it's, it's not, I mean, there's no way. I mean, I felt, it, it's how I felt when Gigi was hit by the car. I was yeah, like, they just can't. You're not going to kill anyone. Yeah, you can't like, you've already off screen killed Kid and Jenny, which was brutal for both for both of them. And I mean, Jenny was already dead, but <laughs> I, so I guess technically you've just off screen killed Kit, but you also off screen killed Marcus Allenwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, we just don't need it. And also this episode doesn't need this because what I, is this episode is doing really well is building this relationship is finally giving Finley, who's had a rough go of it, something to hold. Right. And that is actually going really fucking well. Why would you do this? And the cheap, the cheapness of that ending, it's same awful. thing with Gigi getting T-bone. Like yeah. it's just so fucking cheap. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so boring. And it's so... It's not a cliffhanger also because again, we have the, the level of... There's no way. Like there's just no way. No. So it's it's not a cliffhanger. It's like, why did you do that? Yeah. My, what I'm wondering at the end of the episode, what I want to know for next week is why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> I don't want to know. Like... That's what I want to know. I don't understand why you would be granted the privilege of th- <laughs> making the L word and, and this having is what Rosie you've done. O'Donnell. Right, Go- Rosie O'Donnell is guest starring. Yeah, and I just and saying and she loves it. She always says nice things about being on the set, and she enjoys it. It's like, just so wild that the original L word is so much better than Gen Q when the original L word is such terrible. a fucking mess. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, like. There are certain things that are better, but like not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. What did we learn in those years away? I just uh, feel so often like the plot lines, I understand that they are not real humans who have real feelings. They are characters in a TV show. I don't understand why the plot lines are so cruel to them. Yeah. Like it just feels like it's because they're not, it's it's lazy writing because they can't think of, they can't sustain any sort of conflict, like stories need conflict and they can't sustain conflict that isn't from like the soap opera book of 12 boring choices. Right. And also, I don't think twice in one 10 episode season you can end on a, will like, will they or won't they die? Yeah, maybe if you're doing like, if you're- They just killed Tessa's mom. Yeah, what if, if you're doing like an action show (laughs) or like, your show is about soldiers in World War II. Yeah, or it's like you're doing like The Walking Dead or it's like yeah. True Blood or I don't know, Westworld. But like it's the L word generation Q. Can if you you're doing like stop? Battle Royale, if you're doing the squid game. They only know how to like... This is the squid game basically. They like know how to kill, almost kill, <laughs> cheating, break up, and lie. I, yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a perfect and lie joke. And again... No sex scenes. No sex scenes. Nope. Just one kiss. Just one kiss. Isn't that a song? Well, and one kiss yeah. is all it takes. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need a few more. Yeah. A few more kisses. Okay. Yeah. Well, um Oh. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. that's all, right? <laughs> and that's all she wrote. The fact that I'm so happy there are only two more episodes is such a bummer. I shouldn't I be happy about yeah. that. Like, I should be sad. Like, I'm sad because I'm nervous that the things that I want to happen are not going to happen in time. 
but it's just so disappointing. And I don't understand because I have tried so hard this season with the podcast and the recap to be like as positive as possible and give it like the benefit of the doubt beyond reason. Did I, did I say this last season? Maybe I did. Because the same thing started happening. Those right, last right. few episodes I just know. went... That's, I'm now remembering why the, the <laughs> finale. I was like, I'm not coming back next season. And I yeah. did. And, and I just... Like, they get I feedback, right? Right. So what's going on? Like, it's... I mean, I guess who... It's funny because whatever. Who? I mean, it doesn't ultimately matter. <laughs> Nothing really matters. We're all going to die. I was going to say, what, what's a little bumper? What's a little <laughs> bumper? We're all going to die someday. But I just, I think it's frustrating maybe because we like these people and we love this franchise and right. I would like it to continue. I love the cast. I love, the cast. I love new people who brought, were brought on this yes. year. I love, mm-hmm. I love Kehlani. I love Joey Lauren Adams. Mm-hmm. I love Dre. It just shows how famous various people are of who I refer to by character <laughs> names. But I like Roxy. Yeah. Like they've they've brought on really good new characters. Carrie's been a bigger part of it. Mm-hmm. Like that's been great. Yeah. And I feel like we've been so pro the show's iteration of Bet and Tina are gone, actually. Like watching Alice lead yeah. episodes or yeah. watching Shane centric episodes. Like that's been really fun and mm-hmm. exciting. And it just yeah, by episode like I feel like this has happened. This happened last year and this year that it's like by episode seven or eight, you're kind mm-hmm. of like, uh huh, yeah. What do we? Where do we go from here? Like, and it just gets frustrating because I want nothing more than to just like be a fan, right? Yeah, I want to be a fan. I want to be having a really good time. I don't want to be complaining. Like after watching this episode, I was like. I was like, we have to record the podcast immediately because I am like just like te- teeming at the gills with frustrations. Yeah. That I, like even though I've already written the recap, that's not enough. Yeah, I still have more. <laughs> I still have more to complain about. But I think I probably complain in general more on the podcast than in the recaps. Yeah. Um, but it just it's frustrating because it feels like this. It wouldn't be that hard to make it better. That is actually, I think, part of the reason that the podcast can like tend toward not complaining but like getting more critical which is that like all three of us have better ideas for how the like (laughs) have very easy pitches for like oh if it was two lines that were different this would make sense to me Mm -hmm. and when you're writing your recap I assume like you're thinking that but there's no like bouncing ideas or like validation of like oh yeah I also thought that. Yeah. Again, it just can quickly become and another thing when we're on. Right. You might say that this is like a writer's room. Right. Why is this not happening <laughs> in the writer's room? Which is just, I mean, I, I think, think something's happening in the infrastructure of what it takes to, to make pr- television yeah. where, where things Somehow are just... things are not working. They're not... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what is happening. I don't know if it, they're not getting enough time. I don't know. Yeah. Or something is going on beyond... Because they have talented people in that room. Yeah. It's just, I mean... Yeah. I do think that probably it's worth we we're a podcast of writers, right? Like we are, we are writers and like, I'd love to write for TV and like, we have a vested interest in this medium. All of us do. Mm-hmm. It's not that like, I think in that way it might be different than a podcast by like fans or by like comedians or actors right. or something like, because we're all writers, we, it's basically the word. This is like a writer's t- take on the show. You know what I mean? And that is going to be probably more, maybe that's why we're so frustrated because we just want to edit it. Right. I read a review of um, Babylon on Letterboxd today. Yeah. That was just somebody I follow that was like, 
give me a pound of cocaine in 72 hours in the edit bay, I could fix this. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I don't even need the drugs. Obviously I just watch the L word. I'm like, just like 10 more words. I think I could change it, which yeah, maybe is just like my own feeling like I could do better, but also just sometimes I'm like, but logically puzzle wise, doesn't that make sense? I will say from having been on sets before that sometimes you are trying to put out certain fires and change certain things that really bother you. And everyone's kind of trying to do that. And in the end, you get this like, when there isn't the prep time, when the person who's leading the ship isn't maybe given the resources or isn't equipped to do so, all the different voices that are involved and have good ideas end up with a thing where one person's good idea of, well, maybe Finley's mom justifies it by saying that, you know, she's here because she's leaving her husband and Finley left home. And so it really makes sense. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Right. And then on then someone else is like, you know, this idea. And, the, and everyone's trying to, and then someone else had an idea that was offensive to one person. So then someone's like, actually, right. that's offensive. We need to change that line. And all these different things yeah. are happening. And then it results in work that's just like feels incompetent. Um, I do think that that happens and that probably is what's happening. And it's just frustrating because with the right amount of planning and with the right amount of like actually listening to people the first time they say things like you can avoid a lot of that, I think. Yeah. And it seems like they are shooting on like a tight little schedule. Like they, they had one day of rehearsing for the, for the musical episode. Whoa. And that they shot like the whole, all that Fletcher stuff, they had to shoot it in the rain because they couldn't like put it off. Yeah. I think it just would have been great if they had engaged with the reality that Gigi, that because obviously (laughs) she has a different job. Yeah. Right. Right. And I wish they just, I don't know why they just weren't open about that. Like in the, in the past, I mean, most shows usually are, they're just like, yeah, sorry. Like we, yeah, right. we killed this right. character off. They wanted to leave the show. Do you think they wanted to kill her with the car accident? And then we're like, we can't do that. And then wrote a, <laughs> oh, maybe. A, another episode where she. But that's a really interesting way of looking at it is that this is like a lot of different people having different ideas. So somebody like, especially if you're trying to like involve all these young voices, but you don't like, right. it's trying, you know, like any type of group work, you know, sometimes you end up putting something in because you're like, well, I want like that person to feel like their ideas are val- validated and valuable. And I like, I want to include that person because their voice is important for the story. And then you end up with sort of something that's a jumble of a bunch of stuff and it doesn't really hold together as a piece, you know? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Twell and Bag Generation Q Edition, one of two podcasts brought to you by autostraddle.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Twill and Back, and you can also email us at twillandbackcast at gmail.com. Our theme song is by the talented B. Steadwell, and our Gen Q logo is by Jax Co. This episode was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lauren Klein. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Taylor Klein. You can follow Drew everywhere at draw underscore Gregory. You can follow Annalisa on Instagram at Analoka with two A's and on Twitter at Analoka with one A and an underscore. You can follow the legendary Reese Bernard everywhere at Autowin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, the reason why we're all here, autostraddle.com. And finally, to end this ep, let's hear some keywords from our girlies. Three, two, one. Quill. Quinn. What? Yeah. What'd you say? Well, first I was really, I was just going to say quits me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked at Anna's face and I thought, she doesn't deserve this. 
Um, so then I said Quinn because I was thinking she was T-boned oh, in an yeah. episode oh. of Glee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you remember that, I said qualms because I have many qualms. I said quibbles. Because you have many quibbles. <laughs> That's beautiful. Quibbles well, and qualms. I hope you're all doing wonderful out in the world. <laughs> we and love you. We love you. And maybe next um, week will be really fun. Yeah. And also just a reminder that there's luckily a lot more queer media out there other than the Alward Generation Q. And it's so fun how this like show brings... recaps of the Alward Generation Q. Yeah. One. I mean, it's really nice that this show still brings us all together and it's one of my favorite things about it. I love chatting with my pals, chatting with all of you. But just a reminder, there's like several great TV shows, several great movies every year. Not as many as there should be, but there are some. Yeah. Also, if you want to Ellen back sticker, it's like $1 in the <laughs> Autostraddle store. So that's a great deal. Wow. That's a deal. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2023. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that.